table. Welcome to DNA Sports Talk. This is Don the D and DNA. This is Ace of the A and DNA. Where we come to you live each and every Monday, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. On WWEAM 1100, iRadio Now, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio. Where we bring the facts about sports. If you don't agree, say so. Hello and welcome to DNA Sports Talk. This is Don of DNA, where we bring the facts about sports. If you don't agree, say so. Call in 404-603-8770. Uh, we're also live on Periscope right now, uh, making sure that you can hear properly. We got uh, G sitting behind the, the desk tonight. How you feeling, man? Feeling all right. Glad to have you back for a change, man. It's only temporary. <laughs> We got a lot of things to discuss tonight. Uh, make sure you call in once again, 404-603-8770, rather, or tune in on um, Periscope. We talk about NFL, NBA, college basketball, Major League Baseball. We got some hockey to discuss. Uh, they've decided the captains for the All-Star game that takes place in exactly one month from now. And uh, prep sports at the top of the hour. But first, we want to get into pro football. We'll start there first. Uh, our intern, Mr. Tyler Moore, is sitting in right now. He has his San Francisco. Come on over, man, so they can see you. So show off your San Francisco 49ers shirt. <laughs> he just bought that yesterday, y'all. <laughs> what time did you buy that yesterday? Right uh, after they won? This. I got this in San Francisco, actually. So you just flew back this morning is what Actually, you're saying? Something okay. like that. Yeah. You caught the jet too. Uh, talk about your team, San Francisco 49ers. San Francisco. You, you happy? We're the team to beat in the NFC right now, and it's not the Packers. Wow. That's a hot take right there. Uh, looking at the, the 49ers, you sure there's no other team in the NFC that even is a remote possibility of beating you all in the playoffs? The only person that has and has that possibility is Seattle. And they just lost to the Rams and the Cardinals. That's a fair point. However, if you look at Seattle, mm-hmm. a lot is being made about um, Beast Mode, Marshawn Lynch possibly coming back and playing with them mm-hmm. and adding another running back because they're, they're hobbled and don't have, really have a running back at this point. I, I saw a stat or heard a stat that Russell Wilson is 17-4 and four when playing East Coast teams. So it doesn't matter about a 1 o'clock start for him. You, generally, a West Coast team coming East, that's a lot difficult. Throws off their schedule. However, he has been amazing, and especially in the playoffs, playing against you know a possible East Coast teams, i.e. Packers, i.e. Saints, uh, Dallas or Philadelphia that remains to be seen in this coming week. I have been one who has been surprised at how well he plays and one that I probably would not bet against in the playoff. Experiences a lot and the way he is able to extend plays, makes plays. I still like Seattle. 
regardless of the slip-ups, as you mentioned, against the Rams and against the Cardinals this past weekend, those are division games. And in those games, anything can happen. True. But is their defense San Francisco's defense? Do they have that pass rush? Do they have that Bosa, the D4, the, the Buckner, the Armstead? They do not. I, I will give you San Francisco's defense. And normally defense travels well. However, do you trust Galapagos Island, a.k.a. Jimmy Garoppolo, in a playoff? I don't see why not. He's been, he has a, a good amount of fourth-quarter drive wins this year. But he's never started oh, well, right now. <laughs> He's never started a playoff game. Ever, ever. True. But neither is Lamar Jackson. Are you worried for him? Lamar, Lamar has, has started a playoff game. He has started a playoff game. Oh. They went to the playoffs last year. True. <laughs> but you see my So, point. again, do you trust Galapagos Island in the playoffs with everything on the line? Yes, I do. I How? Do. He's clutch, and he showed it. He wins one game, games. One game. No, no, he's no. Clutch. He wins games. His one, record is twenty and no, four. No, there's a difference between winning games and there's a difference between being clutch. But he's doing both. What clutch game has he won? I'll wait. Okay, let me pull up my schedule. <laughs> and I will show you game by game. Not the games that he's won. The games that he's been clutch in. He just against the Rams. You didn't see that fourth quarter drive when he threw it to Emmanuel Sanders and they got the game winning field goal. That's one. That's one. Uh, Out of 15 Saints, games. Against the Saints, when he threw at the Kittle, and Kittle got that really young, long uh, pass. Then we got another field goal. That's two. That's two. Hard to give Jimmy G credit for that pass to Kittle. <laughs> <laughs> Kittle carried like 12 guys 40 yards down the field. This is true. That was a two-yard pass. Right. <laughs> on a fourth and four. On a fourth and four, like where you had to throw the football. Okay, against the Cardinals. No, that was not clutch. They beat them by 10, didn't they? But then they got a last-second touchdown to just, like, secure the win. That was not clutch. Okay. Clutch, sure. is, clutch to me is game-winning drive with, I'll give you a few seconds left on the clock. Mm-hmm. Or in overtime. That's coming up clutch. And against a good team. So I'll give you the Saints. I'll give you that one. I'll allow you to have the Rams just because it's a divisional game, mm-hmm. but we've seen the, the Rams be Jekyll and Hyde. Okay. But it is a divisional game, so I'll give you those two. Still waiting on the other one. Steelers, we won 24-20. Steelers are, Steelers are a playoff contender, but no. They're not a really a playoff team, but they're there. See, you're just looking at close games, not how the game played out to where he was clutch. I just gave you two back Okay, back. you gave me two. So he's on fire right now. Oh People don't want to talk about it. Nobody. Jimmy never gets the respect he deserves. And why is that? I don't know. I guess because he's handsome. That's the that's the narrative. That's every that's all the media wants to talk about when they want to talk about Jimmy G. It's, they never want to talk about what he does actually on the field, and he wins games. So that's why um, Bill Belichick was so up in arms about having to have him traded. Then it's because because he knew he was the heir to New England. It seemed like he was going to be. And he's thrived. He's played extremely well under Kyle Shanahan. I'll give you that part. Mm-hmm. However, when it comes to experience, it means a lot more in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Because up until last week, everyone feared the Cowboys because they had playoff experience. They said, you know, you give them a home game, they could be anybody in the first round. Now, I don't know if that changes. G, you the Cowboys fan. You okay today, man? It's raining <laughs> here in Atlanta. Playing in Philadelphia 
anything can happen. Uh, like I also think like the Cardinals playing the Seahawks, uh, the Cardinals can mess around and win that game. So uh, it's hard to believe in the Cowboys late in the season on the road. So you actually thought they were going to lose the game? Yeah. Really? When you actually the, thought the Cowboys were going to lose that game? When the Eagles have are pick are getting DBs and wide receivers off the street, <laughs> and Carson Wentz is still like getting first downs, and when we get in the we get in the red zone or close to the red zone, and we're not being aggressive, settling for field goals, I know that's Garrett holding us back. <laughs> so I felt we were going to lose the game when they went up when Philly went up seventeen six. I'm like, we're not, we can't. We're we're settling for field goals. We're not being aggressive, so we're probably going to lose. I was surprised at how well Wentz played. Thirty one for forty, three hundred plus yards, one touchdown, no interceptions, playing with um, some practice squads. <laughs> uh, what was the the movie where the guy? Um, he was literally, was it? Um, oh, Invincible? Invincible, yes. Yeah. He basically tried out. He tried out and made the team. Made the team. <laughs> That's what it felt like the Eagles wide receivers were this time. They were from the movie Invincible. To yeah, where, I mean, Arcega Whiteside, he's a rookie. Um, but receivers out of Stanford, you don't really think about. It's more the tight ends that you think about. And Greg Ward was a quarterback two years ago <laughs> in college. So, he just has some dudes out there. Somebody said you lying, G. That you, you know. That you really Y'all don't know any reasonable Cowboys fans. And that's okay. <laughs> there aren't that many of us. There aren't that many of us. I will us. give you credit. You are one of the very few. You are in definitely in the minority on that. It's probably only about five of you all, seriously, out of the millions around the world. Now, looking back again at that particular game against the, the Philadelphia Eagles, is Jason Garrett going to be fired? I guess is the main question. Um, if we if we lose to Washington of all teams, yes, it's happening before he gets to the locker room after the game. Um, and some reports say it has to be a Super Bowl win or appearance for him to keep his job. I I think that's fair. Uh, the team is just too talented to be 500 and you know overall just mediocre Mm -hmm. beat up on bad teams can't beat any good teams Um, I think that comes back to coaching and strategy you know it looked like Kellen Moore opened up the offense uh, early in the season I know we're beating bad teams but we were beating bad teams you know it wasn't close like we were we were dominating those bad teams but then against good teams we struggled we get conservative, okay. settle for field goals, um, and so that's got to go. We need a need a new win voice. or lose. It, win or lose, a Super Bowl win is probably the only way he keeps, he keeps his, his job. job. Not an NFC Championship appearance. No, I know we haven't been to one in twenty five years, but I I think an NFC Championship appearance he gets there. How's he getting there? Well, they will first have to beat Washington and hope Philadelphia <laughs> loses to the yeah. Giants. And then they will have one play, home playoff game for sure. And it probably right now be playing the uh, Minnesota or Seattle. Yeah. 
based off of how those things take place. I think they have well, a better be chance. The, it'll be the whoever the five seed is. Which I think they have a better chance of beating Minnesota than they do Seattle. Yeah, they do. Because, you know, Kirk Cousins is bound to show himself, which I think he will tonight, as a matter of fact, which is why I picked the Packers to, to beat the Vikings tonight. And looking at it that way, then they play Minnesota, which they'll beat. Because if it's Seattle, I got Seattle winning that one. And if that's the case, then he gets fired. But, but if they win that particular game, let's say they play Minnesota win that game, then they move to the next round and possibly play 49ers, they could go out to San Francisco and win that game. Huh. <laughs> <Very> <laughs> it's not like Galapagos Island is clutch or anything. So wow. at that point, that's two wins, NFC Championship game, and he saves his job. I'm going to probably play, we might play the 49ers first. If we win, we got to beat Washington first. That's what the, the main thing is, because even though Case Keenum is starting um, and there's nothing at stake really for Washington and it's a home game, I I feel like we'll win, but we, we need we need the Eagles to lose. That's probably the more important thing. And we got to hope Daniel Jones plays well enough to beat the Eagles, which he probably will. He played well uh, yesterday. I know. Five touchdowns and had a great game. He was probably the best quarterback. He probably had the best performance as a quarterback yesterday because that wasn't expected from him. We expect certain things from Lamar Jackson. We expect certain things from Brady um, in beating Buffalo. But we didn't expect to see Daniel Jones have one of his best games. So I would it, It's been so long since we've seen him have a good game. That game too. against Tampa was a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't you supposed to look good against Washington? Well, yes. 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 You're supposed yes. to look amazing. But not that good. Not five TD good. But three yeah. TDs, yes. Three TDs. Not, in we're a not expecting good. five touchdowns. Right, no. Didn't see that coming at all. Uh, speaking of New England, they beat once again Buffalo 24 to 17, Tom Brady. Look okay. All right. <laughs> I mean, considering. I'm. This is. I think this is it for Brady. This is the. It has to be. Well, this is it for him in New England, at least. Where else is, could he go? Realistically speaking, let's be honest. Where else could he, I, he really go? I've heard this theory. Well, keep in mind, Brady will be forty-three when next season starts. Exactly. Um, I think that next year. I've heard this theory, and it's probably the only viable one. There's a certain NFL owner who also went to Michigan named Stephen Ross. He owns the Dolphins. He will overpay Brady to be there for one year. The Dolphins will be trash again. They will get close to the number one pick. And then in the 2021 draft, they draft Trevor Lawrence. Really? Why not a quarterback this year? If well, they if they if they draft Tua, okay. Mm-hmm. Scratch scratch draft, the scratch the whole. Tua, they might mm-hmm. scratch scratch the whole thing, and well, they might still get Brady and just let Tua sit. Sit. They'll still be trash. <laughs> <laughs> Why would Brady but would you play? give them credit for playing as well as they've had the last four games, though? The Dolphins. Yes. Yes. They I, they've I been going full tank mode. They had to. 
I feel like they had to just so Flores can keep his job. Uh, there are signs of life, but the quarterback situation is you don't have a long-term answer. I mean, Fitzpatrick? No, he's, <laughs> he's a journeyman, a good backup. Uh, and then Rosen, if if you've already benched him twice already, you got to uh, – He's got to go. Yeah, so well, they'll trade him or cut him or whatever. 38-35, they beat the Cincinnati Bengals and what seemed to be whoever wants the first pick – bowl game is <laughs> the unofficial game that we're going to call that one. Now, looking at Cincinnati, I would be surprised if they go after a quarterback, too. I don't think that they think that Andy Dalton is the answer. Or Oh, this is it for Dalton. When they benched him, that was it for him. They, he's only back in there because, well, I think we've done enough to tank, and uh, we don't want to like keep putting Finley out there. Right. <laughs> so... This is it for Dalton. They're going to draft Joe Burrow Number and keep one. it moving. I would be interested to see how Burrow plays in that kind of offense. I, I think Cincinnati has been one of those places where quarterbacks go to die, so to speak, outside of not since Boomer Sison has. They had a viable quarterback there to really speak of. And ever since then, they've been looking for that next person to come along and lead them past the – Past the first round. They haven't gotten past the first round. Was that some of Marvin Lewis? Maybe. But a lot of it, I think, was just not having a quarterback that you trust in. Once you have a quarterback that you can trust and believe in, you give them the keys to the car and allow them to open up the offense that makes it easier for them to develop their talents, which is what Baltimore saw, which is why they let Flacco go for next to nothing, because they saw what they had in Lamar Jackson which allowed them to shape their offense more around him, not only to be a throwing quarterback, but a running quarterback, running specific plays for him. So looking at that, you can see how once you have a team that appreciates their quarterback and buys into it, then they're all set. And once that takes place, then you're good to go. So while we're on the topic of the Bengals, do you think AJ, last year, he's gone? Yeah, he's gone. Um, AJ being gone since they put him on IR, that's it. Dang. But that's a good pickup as he'll be a solid number two somewhere else. True. Or whoever the number one is now can, you know, take the double team off and now you have to pay attention more. You can't just double team one specific person. They're both open now at this point. One of the places, um, just talking about your 49ers, it would be good for him to go there. That would be a great place. We'd love AJ. But now we're talking about 49ers. Let me give you a nice stat of the day. Jimmy Garoppolo is now 20-5 and five as an NFL starting quarterback okay. with seven fourth-quarter comeback game-winning clutch drives. And how how many does Matt Ryan have? He's been in the league longer. No, I'm just saying, stats tell the story, but not the whole story. Matt Ryan has how many? Like 29 or something? Like the most? A lot. I know it's a lot. It's a lot, right? He's at the Romo, yeah. A lot. Mm -hmm. But has that translated into anything worthwhile? Went to the Super Bowl. And one MVP. Yeah. And that's it. It's pretty impressive. And the, the fourth quarter comeback is a. It's a misleading stat. Exactly. It that really is. Because it's like, if you go into the fourth quarter, you're down by three. Mm -hmm. 
and then you know you score a touchdown and take the leading up winning the game that counts as a fourth quarter comeback like you had the ball with 14 minutes left in the fourth quarter down by three you score a touchdown that's a fourth, fourth quarter, quarter comeback, comeback. I'll take at the beginning of the fourth quarter so it's it's misleading because of because of context i mean it, it if it's like a big number like 29 30 um then yeah then it looks like <laughs> then it looks like oh this is a clutch quarterback but that really is a misleading stat like completion percentage jimmy g's got to prove y'all wrong just keep proving y'all wrong how y'all don't believe in him i don't see. there's nothing to believe in yet yeah. this is a good regular season and that's it a good regular season and he has a great defense. Okay, so let me ask you this. So two seasons ago, when he went seven and zero, when he came in middle of the season, they're like these wins mean nothing. You guys are just keep saying these wins mean nothing. They just they, again, stats tell the story, not the whole story. So again, the wins are good, mm-hmm. but they don't tell the full story until playoffs come. That's where, that's where your greatness shows through, mm-hmm. because we'll just use the Golden State Warriors for example. 73 and 9, right? Cool. Greatest regular season ever. Did they win the championship? They did not. So, what did that regular season really mean? It still meant something. What did it really mean? It didn't mean much. Be honest. It didn't mean much in postseason. Because who is still the greatest team to have the best season? It's the 96 Bulls. Bulls. 72, 72 and 10, and the championship. See what you're saying, but you can't just not count regular season like it doesn't matter. No, it, it matters. It, it's, it's a it's a record. Field. It's a yes. But what does it mean to anybody? I mean, why is Tom Brady considered one of the best quarterbacks of all time? Because what he does in the playoffs. Thank you. It's because he has six rings. Now we could you know debate whether he actually has six or does he actually have like four. <laughs> Or two, based on the cheating that has been going on and been uncovered. However, it's because of what he did in the playoffs. True. So, looking at that, <laughs> it's talking because he cheats. Because <laughs> looking at that, the regular season doesn't have the same value as the playoffs. True. So it's a it's a golf clap for mm-hmm. playing well in the regular season. But when you show up and when you win in the playoffs. That's when you have a name. That's when nicknames come about. He's just not to show y'all. Broadway Joe because he guaranteed a victory in the Super Bowl and went off shaking his finger. So, Reggie Jackson, Mr. October. That's where you get your name. We talked about, um, still I guess talking about the Yankees for a second. We dog A-Rod out because he never showed up in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Great regular season. Uh, you know, top five in home runs and everything, but he was. He won a cup. He won. What he bet? 200, 222 or something like that in the playoffs? Yeah. I mean, he he has he has a championship. <laughs> he has one. And he, but, you know, it's hard to say that when he won MVPs on bad teams, um, he was, I think he was on that 2001 Seattle team that won like 118 game. games or something like that. But they didn't. They didn't win a championship. Um, it. I mean, he has one, so he has a he has a ring. So I guess that's good. But we <laughs> want to see. Sorry, that's good. It. You want to see players 
look, Jimmy G has a lot to prove. He's got, he still has something to prove. Right. We, it's, we have to like see it. Um, and when there's something at stake, like he won those games when he first got to the 49ers, there was nothing at stake. The, the season was already over. He's just going to get as much playing time as he wants. So, but now that he's in a situation where they're heading into the playoffs, got to see if, if, if he shows up for that. Cause he, Okay, let me give you a good quarterback comparison. Phillip Rivers and Eli Manning. Phillip Rivers, dominant in the regular season. Eli, dominant in the playoffs. But it's kind of hard to compare the two. You're going to say Eli is better just because he dominates more in the playoffs? Okay. Yes. You got I, I, I <laughs> Eli is better because he dominates say, more in the playoffs. You can't playoffs. say you can't say dominate in the playoffs when the only two years, those two Super Bowl runs, mm-hmm. are the only playoff wins he has. But that doesn't make Eli better than Phillip just because he did more in the playoffs. Look who he beat though. On the road to getting there, and then he beat uh once an undefeated New England team and then a one loss New England team. So that he won in Green Bay. He beat Green Bay in the NFC Championship, but that was Brett Favre's fault because he threw an interception, and Brett Favre is going to throw an interception (laughs) at some point. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, it also it also matters as to who you beat as well. True. So you give me, I I look at it back in the Braves days. Bobby Cox, great regular season coach. Joe Torrey was the best. If I could have had Bobby Cox up until September the uh, 23rd, then give me Joe Torrey the rest of the way. Or um, who was St. Louis coach? Uh, LaRussa. LaRussa, Tommy LaRussa. Give me him in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. For whatever reason, Bobby Cox just could not get it done when it came to postseason. So... I'd rather have the postseason person than a regular season. Now, granted, you have to have some type of regular season to get there. True. But when we've seen several teams who are wild cards in football in the NFL win the Super Bowl as a wild card. So just get me in the playoffs and then let me have a coach who can command the playoffs and have a quarterback as well that'll take me to the championship and get me a title. That's true. All I need to do is be 9-7 and seven and get in. And after that, we're going to win a championship. Because I think the Giants, the one year, they were 9-7 and, and won it. Yeah. And I think the other year, they might have been 10-6. and six as a, I think they were 9-7 and seven both times. They were 9-7 and seven both times then. So, again, 9-7, wild card, you get in, you, were, you win a Super Bowl. True. And that means you're consistently on the road, which means you're playing a better opponent, at least on paper, until you get to the AFC and play the – the, the Chiefs from New England and then go and beat them. So they're both nine and seven. Uh ten and six the first time. Ten and six. Ten and six and then nine and then seven. Nine and seven. Yep. All right. There you go. Hey, right, we're gonna take a break. We come back, we got more to discuss. We'll talk about the Falcons. Uh, we talked about should um Jason Garrett be fired. What about Dan Quinn? This is DNA Sports Talk, this is eleven hundred AM. Be right back. This is DNA Sports Talk. This is Don, the D and DNA. Make sure you check us out each and every Monday, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time through TuneIn Radio, iRadio Now, and iHeartRadio. And make sure you check out DNASportsTalk.com. If you're more than just a Hawks, Falcons, or Braves fan, get the latest and greatest sports news on MLB, PGA, NASCAR, WNBA, NBA, NCAA, and NFL news and highlights. 
Are you tired of eating the same thing every week? Then wake up your taste buds and go to the best Nolan style food in Atlanta. Copeland's of New Orleans in Atlanta has the best Cajun style food, specializing in seafood. The Jazz Brunch on Sunday from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. is the best of both worlds. If you're a sports fan, they have several TVs and a great bar to watch your favorite team. Just be careful if the Saints are playing. Tell them DNA Sports Talk sent you. That's Copeland's of New Orleans in Atlanta, 3101 Carl Parkway, Atlanta, Georgia, 30309. Enjoy food and life. Hey. I'm Murfinetti. You can say Murfinetti Collection is the newest, comfortable, luxurious, and trendy exclusive fashion line that fits its diverse clientele. From the music industry, to the sports world, to the judicial system, to the political world, (laughs) to the average everyday professional, Murfinetti Collection is the new way of life. www.murfinettifashions.mybigcommerce.com Once again, you can shop Murfinetti Collections at MurfinettiFashions.MyBigCommerce.com Jackie Robinson. When you hear that name, you automatically think of strength and courage. You think of someone who broke down barriers. It's time to add another name to those qualities. Cicero Murphy. Haroling from New York, he is the only black American world title winner and Hall of Fame inductee into the Professional Billets Hall of Fame. Did he endure the same treatment as Robinson? What motivated him to get to the top of a Caucasian-dominated sport and stay there? Pick up a copy of the book, Big City Nights, the biography of the legendary Cicero Murphy. It is beautifully written by his grandson, Tyreek Murphy, recounting what made his grandfather a historic man. You can go to Amazon and get a copy of the book for your Kindle, or in paperback form. Make sure you go and read about the billiards Jackie Robinson. Big City Nights, the biography of Cicero Murphy. And now, back to DNA Sports Talk with Don Stinson and Asa Brown on WWWE 1100 AM. Hello and welcome back to DNA Sports Talk where we bring the facts about sports. If you don't agree, say so. Once again, call in 446-0387-70 is the number to call in. Also live on Periscope with your thoughts, comments, questions about our topics. Uh, we're discussing right now football. Um, before the break, we discussed Jason Garrett. Should he be fired as the coach for the Dallas Cowboys? I think the consensus is he will be after a loss to the Washington Redskins, they would have to take an NFC championship run for him to keep his job. Which brings the question for Falcons fans here in Atlanta, what about Dan Quinn? The last seven games, the Falcons have been 5-2 and two with road victories over the 49ers. <clears throat> Somebody to my left. As well as the Saints. They beat the Jaguars yesterday 24-12. So things looking up for... Dan Quinn to stay as head coach? I don't know. I think it might be too late. It might be too, too. But it looks good for his next job, though. Assuming there is a next job. Oh, yeah. The way he's playing now, they're having a really great second half of the season. G, what you think? I think that um, 
he was given just the rest of the season to uh you know update his linkedin <laughs> uh i think that uh the only reason why he wasn't fired mid-season you know when they were one and seven one and eight or whatever it was uh i think they want to fire the entire staff they didn't want to like fire just him and then leave the rest of the staff there to finish the season i think there's i think this is still it for him uh there needs to be a new there needs to be a new voice in that in that organization as far as the coach he's gone yeah. he, he he should have been gone like i said was week six when they played the cardinals and arizona cardinals they won the game i said win or lose if the defense gives up like more than 27 24 27 points he should be gone they won the game. I think they won that one 31-27. This year? Yes. Because the Cardinals? Yeah. They uh they lost that one. They lost that one? 34-33. 34-33. Okay. So um, and then they lost to the Rams and then the Seahawks and then had the bye week. And then after the bye week, that's when they beat the Saints and Panthers back to back. Then that was it. Win or lose, he had to be gone at that point. You give up more than 24 points against an Arizona team with a rookie quarterback, then you deserve to be let go. And then the other biggest indictment, of course, is when he turned over the play calling to his assistants and they proceeded to have the two best defensive games they've had all year. That in itself, according to you, now it's time to update your LinkedIn. Former head coach now seeking defensive coordinator position. Because I think, and I don't even know how much of a defensive coordinator you can be when you give up play calling and the team actually is better on defense. Because coming into the year, he had to take over the reins of defense because they were they started off bad and then they moved up to a top 10 defense, I want to say, by the Super Bowl. And then they, they dropped to 15. Then they dropped down to, I want to say, 29 or 30. So at that point, people are looking at you as the head coach saying, hey, we're having problems on defense. Your specialty is defense. You, you're you one of the people who are signing off on bringing these guys in. So let's see what you do. In other words, do you, you these are the ingredients that you bought. Let's see you cook with them. And I think it's also um, in terms of strategy as well. Like, it seemed that a lot of times he was trying to do the same thing he did in Seattle. Uh, but the thing is, with to have a great secondary, what makes a secondary great is also having a pass rush. Right. He didn't have, he, I don't know what Falcons have ever had a pass rush. Ever. Um, Are you talking about the year that Vic Beasley had 16, 16? sacks? That, well, that they, year? They, they did a good job of scheming for him. But he had people who clogged up the middle as well. And, you know, you had somebody on the other side that you couldn't just leave by themselves. Well, yeah, I mean, they have. I think they've had good DBs, but when you're not getting the pass rush and the quarterback has more time to make decisions. Right. Then those DBs start to look bad. Uh, that's why people want Trufant gone. That's why D'Angelo Hall didn't look so good towards the end. Yeah, D'Angelo Hall didn't look good anywhere he's been. Well, really. no. 
<laughs> to be fair, to be Jimmy, fair, Jimmy Smith or Jimmy one another Virginia Tech corner, whoever it was, and and then when trying to put Keanu Neal in that Cam Chancellor type role, I mean he he's not going to be as effective if if y'all are getting you know sliced up by the opposing quarterback, right? You, because you can't get to the quarterback, right? I, again. I don't care who you are. It's hard for uh, a DB, a cornerback, to keep a receiver in check for more than four or five seconds. Because by that time, all the plays that were there have broken down. Now you're breaking off into individual routes. And if you give a quarterback that much time, we even Jimmy Galapagos Island looks good with that much time throwing the ball. I mean, Josh Allen looks good throwing the ball. Even Mark Sanchez, when given enough time, looked good and made it to an NFC, I mean, an AFC championship game. That's any quarterback with that amount of time. But to that, if you've got somebody who's in their face in two seconds, that changes everything because now your defensive backs just have to be good, not great. And especially if you can scheme around it. So I think for them, I doubt Chase Young will be available at that point. However, Auburn, to me, had some of the best across the front line that they could, like Bryant that's coming out, uh, Brown, to, you know, pick up those guys because anybody that held LSU's offense on the road to 23 points when they put up numbers against everybody else shows that you had a great front four and you were playing with a freshman quarterback in a hostile environment that put you in short field situations. It's a. I, I think the Falcons go either way in the draft by getting a, a defensive tackle to pair with Grady Jarrett, uh, who was named to the Pro Bowl this year. If that means anything to anyone anymore, it does. <laughs> but, um, it, it, it does to their pockets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so with him being named to the Pro Bowl, I felt that like man, like Grady Jarrett needs some help on that defensive line because if you don't have anybody coming off the edge. Or someone to where you can't just double team him and be good, then um, I think they can go either way. If Derrick Brown's available, they should take him. Uh, I don't know what other pass rusher. It might be a big drop off after Chase Young. He's probably he's not going past number two. But uh, you can go you can go either way on the defensive line for the Falcons. Speaking of Pro Bowlers. Um, for the NFC, Russell Wilson, Drew Brees, and Aaron Rodgers made it. Any problems at the quarterback position? Aaron Rodgers. Who should have been? Who should replace Aaron Rodgers? Dak. NFC. Really? Yeah. How? Now you being? No, I this you is this is Cowboys. Fan. This isn't some Homer thing. Like, yeah. why not Dak? I'm with more Dak. Why Dak? Yeah, I'm gonna put their numbers. Okay, because he's fourth in QBR. Correct. Okay. But that hasn't translated to anything. You got to have a little bit. You got to at least be 500. At least. Or, I mean, I understand Aaron Rodgers hadn't played great, but they're 11-3. and three, About to go 12-3 and three after their win tonight against Minnesota. You got to at least give me some wins to go with it. You can't be, you know, middle of the road to almost about to be out of the playoffs and be considered a Pro Bowl quarterback. Okay. I'll give, these I'll are, give these are Rogers, Island that. These are Rogers numbers. Okay. Okay. 63% passing, 63.3. Uh, 34 
63 in yards, 24 touchdowns, two interceptions. 24 and two, okay. Dak Prescott, 64.8, completion percentage. So 1% better, go ahead. 45.99 yards. Okay. 26 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. Whoa, 26 and 11? They got like the best offense in the NFL though. Who? The Cowboys, they have one of the best. What were Rodgers' numbers? Touchdown, interception. 24 to 2. So how is it again Dak is supposed to be there? Their offense. No, 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 no. How, how is Dak supposed to be there? The, the offense has played better. He's played better. He's played better 24. than Rodgers. Hold on, hold on. If you're just looking at interception numbers, if you're looking at interception numbers, this is like fourth quarter story. comeback. They don't that. tell the whole story. <laughs> I'm close Let me to make putting, sure I I'm understand you Jameis. correctly. I'm close to putting Jameis over Aaron Rodgers. Oh and Jameis, Jameis just threw an interception as soon as I said that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Let me make sure you said that correctly. Aaron Rodgers has 24 touchdowns and two interceptions, correct? Yeah. Dak Prescott has 26 touchdowns and 11 interceptions. Okay, Rodgers has a 100.4 rating, 55.8 total QBR. Has 97.4 rating, 71.2 total QBR. So the QBR rating is also better. 11 interceptions. Hicks don't tell the whole story. Look at Winston. But And, his, <laughs> and their record is what? They're it's below 500. Thank you. Is Aaron Rodgers winning them games? Is yes. He... Yes. Who else is that quarterback? I'm obviously, he. Who, no, he hold on, like hold on. Really Name the running back. Name the running Aaron back. Aaron Jones. Name the running back. Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones. Is he better than Zeke? This no. season he is. No. This season so he is. This, this on... season he might be playing better. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but, but he's getting like. They get they have the ball on like the one yard line all the time. And so they hand it to Aaron Jones. He yeah. has like 14 touchdowns. So it is on Aaron Rodgers for this team to be eleven and three right now. I, I think he was he was selected because he's a familiar name. It is a popularity contest. I mean, Drew Brees missed five games. Fair point. Fair point. He's on the team. He missed Fair five point. games. Fair point. Fair point with Drew Brees. But Aaron Rodgers over Dak all day. I don't understand how people are talking about Dak deserved to be here. Impossible. And all those numbers, as far as yards that he has, that's because y'all are always he's down had, by two scores. So he's, he's just getting garbage year. time. Those yards are coming in the fourth quarter when you're down by 17. This is his best year. This first year he thrown, he's thrown this career high in yards, career high in touchdowns. Because you're down in every game in the fourth quarter. If you're down in the fourth quarter by two touchdowns, you've abandoned the run, right? And now you're throwing the ball. Defense is playing a soft zone, a prevent defense. You're going to accumulate those yards. And, yes, you're going to score a touchdown or two late. What, it, the first three quarters out of those 26 touchdowns, I guarantee you, out of those first three quarters, out of his total 26 touchdowns, he probably had six. I guarantee you. It would not be more than six. The other 20 are coming in the fourth quarter because you're down. That's what I would like to see that. 
I like to see the numbers on that. 20 touchdowns in four quarters alone is pretty impressive. How when you're losing and you're down? Well, I'm just saying the stat. <laughs> that means you've done nothing for three quarters. So we're going back to the whole Tebow thing then is what you're saying. It don't matter how garbage you are in the first three quarters. As long as you play the fourth quarter, you can come in and have a drive. Now, to Tebow's credit, they were winning those games. There you go. But Dak is not winning these games. You're seven and eight. Football you can't isn't about your record. Yes, it is. It's about what you do individually. I just and said Grady Jarrett numbers, made the Pro Bowl. What's the Falcons' record? That's different. You're looking at uh, a defensive position as opposed to a quarterback position. Quarterback position is based off of numbers as well as wins. It is. Why isn't Brady in the AFC Pro Bowl? You got Lamar Jackson, Pat Mahomes, and Deshaun Watson. He, he's Brady's played not bad. been that good. So it is stats as well as wins because he has the wins as a team. They're 12 and 3, but he's played bad, right? I think Dak's played better than Rodgers, though. I thought you if you just looking at if you just looking at the interceptions, if it's interceptions and wins, then I don't I I, I don't think that's a I don't think the assessment. I just say just interceptions. Like Look at touchdown to interception ratio. Twenty-four to two is un- it's not got well. It's not it's that incredible. common. It's not that common. It's not. It? I mean, that's probably normal normal for Aaron Rodgers because he doesn't take a lot of risks. So you're going to see. I mean, you, that, I think you're going to see numbers like that from Aaron Rodgers a twenty-four to two ratio. But I think overall. Dak has played better. If he played better, they would have a better record. That's not his fault. Because no. how how? I think because the way the <laughs> the way the Cowboys team was built, when there's no balance, that's why. I mean, when it's when the numbers are high, when the when the when it's crazy numbers from the quarterback, the Cowboys are probably mediocre. Say so it was it was that happened with Romo, Listen, but he made the Pro Bowl sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. But if, if it's like quarterback to quarterback, I think Dak has played better. But if you want to consider interception, well, the the interception the touchdown ratio that's and huge. wins. That's like that's like a point guard who's um you know the Raiders are better. He's ratio, thrown for a right? thousand more yards. He's thrown for a thousand more yards because of why? In the fourth quarter, you're down by. A minimum 14 points, so you got to start throwing the ball over the place. Which means your yards are being inflated. Is that Falcons are usually down, which means you got to throw the ball a lot more, which means his numbers are going to be higher. It doesn't translate into wins. It doesn't translate into better quarterback play. It just means you got a lot of garbage yards. He getting easy buckets, so to speak. Without playing defense on the other end, it's basically what that is. And Rodgers has only had maybe three good games this season. Three and good games. Yeah. What, what what three good games? Okay, uh, in the just individually. Okay. Threw for four twenty two against the Eagles. They lost that game. I uh, threw for 429 against the Raiders and five touchdowns. That was probably his best game. Okay. And he threw for 305 against the Chiefs, and they won that game. And three touchdowns. That might have been his second best game. 
But there are games where he threw for under 200 yards or he didn't throw a touchdown at all. I feel like the the Packers, why they've gotten to this point is because of their of how their defense is played. Very improved defense for me. Yeah. Okay. All right, so you showed me the stats on Dak in the, the by quarter, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, he had six in the fourth quarter. His his best quarter was in the second quarter where he had eleven touchdowns. Okay, I stand corrected. Impressive. <laughs> How many yards? Where, what quarter are we talking? Fourth quarter. Fourth quarter. Yeah. Uh, I usually average about uh, this about a thousand. A thousand. That's pretty. Thousand. That's how That's many total yards. 12 total yards. yards. 1,200. But, but the most come from second quarter. That's when he has his best play. Second quarter. Second quarter. You cannot tell me that Dak is a better this choice year. on the Pro Bowl roster than Aaron Rodgers this year. He he doesn't this have to year, throw as much. Yes. That's what I said. This year. This year. No. So you rather have a point guard who's going to give you 10 assists, but also give you seven turnovers? Or do you want a point guard that's going to give you nine assists and one turnover? Those point guards do not exist. (laughs) (laughs) How many of those mistakes are his fault? No, 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 no. No, don't talk about whose fault it is. Because if you you look at the 30 interceptions Jamie's is probably about it, are really, all of those aren't his fault. A lot of those aren't. So, uh, So that means that probably... Uh, Aaron Rodgers should have zero interceptions then. If he only has two, mm-hmm. we can probably say for sure one of them was a tip or whatever. Okay. One interception? One? That's impressive. Over somebody who's thrown 11? And Okay, I'll be nice and say three are not his fault. Mm-hmm. That's still eight. That's good. 26. How 26 is that minutes? good when I can have someone who's only thrown one? But that's what I'm saying. Like... <laughs> Think about it like this. Aaron Jones is having, what, career year, right? So now the defense has to pay attention to the run now. They have to stack the box. So is so is that the problem for um, Aaron Rodgers, that he has a, a decent running back this time? No. But he doesn't have to do as much. So he doesn't have to make those crazy decisions and take crazy risks like Dak does. Well, he's not if, down. If the Cowboys ran the ball, which they should have done against the Eagles, then he wouldn't have to throw in the ball 40 times yesterday. True. That's coaching. Like we all agree. And Zeke taking himself out of the game because I don't know if he hit his head a certain way or something after that uh, eight-yard run, but then he came out, Pollock came in, they got, what, one yard, and then they tried a backward option um, handoff behind the line of scrimmage on third and one, four yards behind the line of scrimmage and got stopped. What kind of play calling is that? Garrett's. <laughs> <laughs> is Lamar Jackson having the best um, quarterback year ever by any quarterback ever in history? It's hard to say yes. Yeah. But when you throw for 3,000 and run for 1,000, I mean, you only think about that in terms of college quarterbacks. <laughs> Is it better than what Brady had the 50 touchdowns and 5,000 yards or Peyton Manning upped it with 51 and Drew Brees? So 
you're putting it in that realm to put it in context. Well, yeah, and considering you have to consider his style of play and what's been most effective. Um, and and they've won and they've won what eleven in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think you could put it up there as far as the great quarterback seasons. I think some some people may look at Patrick Mahomes from last year, just last year. Right. Brady threw 50 touchdowns. I think Manning threw 55. Uh, Breeze has three or four 5,000-yard seasons. Um, and also, I think the both of Rodgers' MVP seasons. But I think I think it's up there just because of how he's done it. And the team has been winning. Right. I, I would say it's the, the greatest one we've ever seen because the passing yards are on par with some of the greats. And the rushing yards are, he surpassed Michael Vick's rushing record. And he's thrown uh, 30-some touchdowns as well. Of course, yesterday was his last game. RG3 is going to start the next game and rest, as well as Mark Ingram, who they said he um, strained his calf. They'll know more today after MRI. So they're going to shut everybody down at this point. But So his numbers are done. He'll be the unanimous MVP. I think it was a tight race between him and Russell Wilson for a while, but winning 11 straight and setting records that he has done, not just in rushing the football, but in passing as well, is going to make him a, a clear-cut unanimous for MVP and go down in history as one of the greatest quarterback seasons ever. Because I don't think it'll ever be duplicated or even come close to that. When you look at records or look at the some of the best seasons can somebody else duplicate that is how I look at it so with Brady throwing 50 manning up that Breeze could possibly get that nobody will ever touch over 3,000 yards and 1,000 yards rushing I don't know it's kind of like with the dynamic it's the thing now dynamic quarterbacks it's kind of where we're going now with the direction well the you see that on the college level mm-hmm. yeah that doesn't translate well to NFL pros. coaches are are different. Like when college coaches are like, okay, this guy's our best player. We're gonna play quarterback. We're gonna have to run him, but he can throw it too. So I mean, you you use your best players to win games. In the NFL, you got to fit in a certain. It's it's less likely that an, a coach will tailor his offense around a certain player in the NFL. With Lamar Jackson, this is one of those rare times because this is like what he, he's he's so athletic and he has such great speed. Let's use that. And with his throwing, it's not all there, but this is second year in the league. He's he's still learning the system, but there's but uh coach being willing to use what he does best instead of trying to force him to do things that he's exactly. not totally comfortable doing yet. Yeah. That's why this is this is a different um I mean it's the same offensive coordinator who uh, who was Cap's offensive coordinator? Correct. When they when they made that Super Bowl run, and I think he's worked with Cam Newton too. Might have, but I know he was the Cap's quarterback. But this coach. is it. Like I I thought it was going to end up. I thought it was going to end up looking like that Tebow team with the Broncos. Right. But yeah, Tebow couldn't throw. No. <laughs> the plain and simple. <laughs> And the Ravens have the number one rushing attack in football, which 
means that they can sustain drives for six, seven minutes, meaning your offense is sitting on the sideline waiting to come on, which is a huge advantage. And But they have the ability to, so to speak, slow the ball down and speed it up as well. They can go quick because yesterday they were struggling in the game yesterday in Cleveland, and they scored two, touch, two touchdowns in a minute and ten seconds. So they have the ability to go fast pace, speed the game up, get touchdowns, but they also can, when they are up by a touchdown or 10 points, grind it out three, four yards a pop on a carry and just physically wear you down to where you don't get the ball back and the game is over. So the ability to do both and the experience, again, Lamar Jackson did have a playoff game last year. Harbaugh has been to a Super Bowl, has been to uh, several playoff games as a coach. All of those things play into them possibly having a deep run into the playoffs since they'll be the number one seed in the AFC and have home field throughout. You think they've got a uh, – what chance do you give them a winning at all? Uh, I think they have a decent chance. Um, I think when it comes to the playoffs, and there's also where Jimmy G will come into this conversation, is matchups. Who will, they, who will they be playing? Playing against. Um, I think if they play, if they end up playing a team like the Patriots, I think they can beat them again. If they end up playing a team like the Chiefs, who did beat them before, mm-hmm. I don't think that's like automatic. Uh, the Chiefs have um, Terrell Suggs on the team now to yeah, see? help the defense <laughs> out a little bit. Um, the Chiefs will have to be able to run the ball. And the thing is that that hasn't gotten a lot of credit is the Ravens defense and that's why they've been able to play that's why the offense has been what it is because the defense has played so well and it's one of those old school strategies run the ball play defense use play action there you go simple to say uh we're gonna take a break we come back we'll discuss some of the bowl games that have already taken place and give our predictions for some upcoming ones uh especially our semifinal games that are coming up this weekend this is dna sports talk this is 1100 a.m be right back you're tuned into wwe am 1100 the opinions expressed during the sponsored programs on this station are strictly those of the program hosts, guests, and callers and are not necessarily those of Beasley Broadcast Group, this station, its staff, other advertisers, or agencies. This is DNA Sports Talk. This is Don, the DNA. Make sure you check us out each and every Monday, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time through TuneIn Radio, iRadio Now, and iHeartRadio. And make sure you check out dnasportstalk.com. If you're more than just a Hawks, Falcons, or Braves fan, get the latest and greatest sports news on MLB, PGA, NASCAR, WNBA, NBA, NCAA, and NFL news and highlights. Are you tired of eating the same thing every week? Then wake up your taste buds and go to the best gnarling style food in Atlanta. Copeland's of New Orleans in Atlanta has the best Cajun-style food, specializing in seafood. The Jazz Brunch on Sunday from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. is the best of both worlds. If you're a sports fan, they have several TVs and a great bar to watch your favorite team. Just be careful if the Saints are playing. Tell them DNA Sports Talk sent you. That's Copeland's of New Orleans in Atlanta, 3101 Carl Parkway, Atlanta, Georgia, 30309. Enjoy food and life.
Hey, I'm Murfinetti. You can say Murfinetti Collection is the newest, comfortable, luxurious, and trendy exclusive fashion line that fits its diverse clientele. From the music industry, to the sports world, to the judicial system, to the political world, <laughs> to the average everyday professional, Murfinetti Collection is the new way of life. www.murfinettifashions.mybigcommerce.com Once again, you can shop Murfinetti Collections at murfinettifashions.mybigcommerce.com Jackie Robinson, when you hear that name, you automatically think of strength and courage. You think of someone who broke down barriers. It's time to add another name to those qualities. Cicero Murphy. Haroling from New York, he is the only black American world title winner and Hall of Fame inductee into the Professional Billets Hall of Fame. Did he endure the same treatment as Robinson? What motivated him to get to the top of a Caucasian-dominated sport and stay there? Pick up a copy of the book, Big City Nights, the biography of the legendary Cicero Murphy. It is beautifully written by his grandson, Tyreek Murphy, recounting what made his grandfather a historic man. You can go to Amazon and get a copy of the book for your Kindle or in paperback form. Make sure you go and read about the billiards Jackie Robinson, Big City Nights, the biography of Cicero Murphy. And now back to DNA Sports Talk with Don Stinson and Asa Brown on WWWE 1100 AM. Hello, welcome back to DNA Sports Talk where we bring the facts about sports. And if you don't agree, say so. 404-603-8770 is the number to call in. Once again, 404-603-8770. Also live on Periscope as we discuss college football at this particular point in time. I got, I got some breaking news. What's breaking news? Uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers have traded Jordan Clarkson to the Utah Jazz for Dante Exum and two second round picks. Yawn. 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 This does nothing. Nothing. I mean, Jordan Clarkson. Sure, he's going to help the Jazz bench. But he's going to come in and, and shoot the ball. Shoot he, it. He's a jack shoot of the jack. <laughs> He's going to shoot it. He's going to come in and shoot it. But He's going to have 16 shots in 15 minutes. Back. How does that work? Oh, Clarkson will come off the bench. True, but he's going to start right now, right? Okay, for like, what, four or five games? For, uh, possibly. <laughs> but Clarkson will give you, you know, 16, 17 shots in about 14, 15 minutes. Are these efficient <laughs> shots he's giving you? Oh, no. no. <laughs> they <laughs> just is, in volume. Okay. They just volume shooter. Yeah, volume shooter. He's they. I guess they need a, a Donovan Mitchell type volume shooter sure. off the bench. Uh, that doesn't really move me one way or the other. Um, decent bench help, maybe because of injuries or something. Okay, but it's it won't be anything significant. I think. I think giving up the draft picks is more. Uh, why would you give up that much? Well, I I think that with who the Jazz have on their roster now, they feel like they're going to lean more on those guys. Like they have um, uh, Royce O'Neal has started that has been getting. He's in the rotation, right? Um, Jeff Green, that uh, 
I just found out that's where he was. <laughs> uh, oh, you gotta and, do my man Jeff Green like that. I mean, I didn't, I thought, I didn't know he would. I didn't know he went to Utah. I thought he was still in Cleveland or Washington or wherever he was last year. <laughs> Portland. Houston. Was it for us? Houston out of Vegas. <laughs> and, then, um, and I guess Utah just made a decision between, okay, they have Exum and Emmanuel Moutier. I didn't know he was in Utah. Yeah, he knew. Uh, Exum, I, I expected, well, you never know. How there were, there were, there were high expectations. Yeah, it was, it was expectations. He's, him, right? he's a bust at this point. He's a bust. He ain't Greg Odom bust, though. Nah. We didn't have no. that high expectation. He's he like ain't a, uh, Bennett bust. He's like a Wiggins bust. Wiggins not but a bust. But Wiggins has been playing well, good this, this season. Until this year, right, Wiggins okay. was until a bust. Season. Can we talk about the dumpster Based fire Cleveland expectations. Huh? Can we talk about the dumpster fire Cleveland is? They said everybody's up for trade. No, on, nobody untouchable. Why not? I mean, Love is up for trade, which... Okay. I mean, LeBron ain't coming back, so yeah, right, blow yeah. it up. Why did you even draft Darius Garland? If, if you already had a point guard, Colin Sexton. Someone been watching Portland too much. Yeah, um, you know what? We need another guard. Really right. <laughs> that works for some organizations, just not Cleveland. Mm. They just. But I, they could have been like, okay, yeah, we can't have one of these great backcourts that people enjoy and want to come and see, regardless of wins and losses. And then eventually we will continue to be bad and eventually get enough draft picks to where we will become a legit team in three years. That part, I don't know. But since we're talking about basketball, uh, Christmas Day is the big coming out party. Um, Tipping off first with Boston at Toronto. That should be a good game. Um, Possibly a West, uh, excuse me, Eastern Conference semifinal game. Uh, I like Toronto in that game. Mm-mm. You saw Tatum last night, went off a career high 39. Which means he won't do it again. He's on fire. <laughs> Who's got? So you like Boston in that game? I like Boston a lot in this game. They, their chemistry is amazing. They're starting to play really well. Again, I, I like the fact that Kyrie is not there for Boston because Brad Stevens just couldn't work with Kyrie. And... Kimball the Walker. players didn't like him either. Right, and that too. Kimball, he knows his role. Yeah, Kimball knows his role. He, he's a wee guy before a me guy. And Brad Stevens has proven to do more with less. So I like that matchup. Yeah, the 2.30 Eastern game is Milwaukee Bucks at Philly. 76ers, that could possibly be the other side of the Eastern Conference um, semifinals. Who are you liking that one? I like the Bucks, Giannis. Giannis has been on a tear lately. Disgusting. <laughs> it's hard to say. It's hard to believe in Philly. Like Embiid has, he's played well, but not as well as last year. And the longer Ben Simmons refuses to shoot anything outside the paint, <laughs> um, it's gonna, it's, it's an issue. Like they don't have the shooters anymore. Uh, I mean, Jimmy That's Butler is a, he's a decent three point shooter. He's a little of a scorer. But, yeah, I mean, they, they had, had the option. JJ Reddick is gone. JJ Reddick, gone. Um, there's somebody else that they had that, that's gone, too. Bellinelli. Maybe that was the year before. but Elisova is gone, too. All the shooters are gone. McConnell, yeah. yeah. So they, they don't have the shooters anymore. I think offensively they're just really limited, and they're just getting by on They miss talent. Markel Fultz. 
Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> Hot take. Hot take. They miss Markel Folks. Explain this. Well, they ne- it never got a chance to see. We never got to see if it <laughs> was going to work. <laughs> we don't we know never got to see. Is it too early to give up on Ben Simmons and Philly? Yes. It is? Yes, it's too early to give up on him. Because he is what he is. He's... He's never going to be a shooter of any kind. I looked it up. He is two for five from three for the season. Joel Joel Embiid averages like four and a half threes a game. So how is your center averaging as many attempts from three that you've taken the entire year? Well, and you, you make it easy to defend them if they if they're not being able to go quick and get the ball inside to Embiid. Okay, so the defense can just pack it inside. And keep right. keep it like we're going to double team or triple team Embiid playing a zone or whatever. Exactly. And we're going to leave Ben Simmons out there Maybe outside the three point line. We're going to like go ahead and shoot, shoot it. Him. And he's standing out there by himself, <laughs> just dribbling, looking around, trying to figure out what to do. That was bad the other night when he kicked it out to Horford for the three to to win the game, and he could have easily have taken was it Holiday, whoever the. Whoever he was matched up against, of course, Ben Simmons, what, 6'10", had somebody 6'3", guarding him. Like, mm-hmm. go to the hole, take him off the dribble, and you have it. But he didn't. I got a great Ben Simmons trade for you. You're going to love it. How about we trade Ben Simmons for D-Lo? No. Perfect. No. Uh, no. Okay, if he's not shooting the ball in Philly, he can play center. Philly, center. <laughs> he can play he center like, that's, it's going to be more of a problem if he's not shooting it for the <laughs> he Warriors. He can play small ball center for them and just facilitate. But even the small ball center shoots threes in, in Golden State. Right. If you refuse Looney to shoot, shoot threes, Looney, Looney shoots, shoots threes. threes. I see what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> Willie Cauley Stein shoots threes. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's not going to work in Philly. I don't see them winning championship with both of them together. There you go. The paint is clogged up. Sim- Simmons so you has to. Have shooters. You he, have Simmons shooters. has to add the jumper to his game. I don't know if, if it's if he has the yips about it, whatever mental block there How can is. It be yips when you're two for five for the year, you've only attempted five threes. For it's the something year. that that keeps him from even attempting it. I don't think that's yips. Yips there, is when you shoot it and you're not sure about your form. That's just. What, the, it does, total it, mental case. It doesn't even get to the, oh, I'm going to shoot it. <laughs> That's where the yip is. <laughs> uh, yips is like Barkley swing. At least he's swinging it and he kind of stops and stutters before he follows through. I mean, but yeah, not it's playing not, golf at it's all not is not the answer. It's, I mean, it's one thing if the jumper isn't fluid. Right. I eat Markel folks. Yeah. But that was, that was an injury, though. That wasn't so much mental. It was that, a little bit of both. It's kind of yeah. I mean, he had because he, it was painful when he was shooting. So when he was changing it to avoid the pain, that's what changed mental. the form. And it's hard to change it back. But right. at least at least Folds will shoot it. At least right, Barkley eventually swung right, yeah. swung the club. But he refused it. He like teams are just going to like play zone. Play zone. I would. Five o'clock game is Houston at Golden State. Um, up until week two, this was going to be a great matchup. Yeah. Now this is going to be – they need to flex this one. Eric Paschal and the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> why didn't the NBA flex games like NFL? Because there's uh, so many televised Warriors and Pelicans games. That's why the ratings are terrible. Yeah, yeah. It is, <laughs> it is what it is, unfortunately. <laughs> 
we we've been asking for flex games for a minute now. Um, speaking of that, the ten thirty game is the Pelicans at the Nuggets, which would have been a great matchup. However, the Joker will be playing against nobody down low, so that won't be much. But big game, eight o'clock, Clippers and Lakers. Who you like? I heard LeBron and AD are questionable. LeBron is playing. Indeed. He's not missing Christmas Day. I would hope not. He has set out the last couple of games because of a uh, uh, what? It, was it a strength? Uh, not cat. Um, hamstring? No, groin. Dur- Sorry, groin. They said groin. They said groin. I'm just going off of what the report was, and uh, uh, it's I think uh, ribs. Is ribs now? Yeah. He ate some, or is that the official injury report? <laughs> it, it was a rib injury. They said groin. I know it was a groin like last year. Okay. I don't know. I don't know if there was some uh, kind of groin injury this year, but it said the or injury maybe report they says said ribs. He's out like he was last time when he had a groin. So maybe I I misread that. But, but they he's expected to play, and to with play. Anthony Davis, he's listed as day to day, so he'll probably play too. Play. Yeah, I got Lakers. Cause I saw the Clippers get waxed last night by the Thunder. They did. I I think that was part of the setup. Mm. They they didn't go. They're not going that hard right now. And that's whole the whole back and forth between um, LeBron making it a point to try and play every game up until recently, and Doc saying, you know, no, well, that's you know LeBron and what they do. How we conduct business over here is totally separate. So if we want, in other words, Doc said, "Hey, if we want a low management, our players. That's what we're gonna do." But they're losing games now because of low management. They're four and four when Kawhi isn't. As long as they are a top they, four, they're trying seed. to make it to April and May, right? <laughs> because you, because no, like last year, Kawhi played sixty games. Yep. Mm-hmm. But when it came to the playoffs, did he miss any games? He did not. And they won the championship. And they won the championship. And it's, it's a proven track record. That's what that is. Now, had he low management and they lost, or he played bad in those games, mm-hmm. then no, this would be totally different. But the fact that he played well and they won a championship, now you have a baseline, a foundation to say this works. So that's what they're going to go to. Now, a lot is being made about his uncle, Uncle Dennis, asking the Lakers for part ownership, uh, 24-hour, seven days a week access to a private jet, a place to stay, and a bunch of other illegal demands. And that's why he went to the Clippers. So, of course, that begs to ask, what did the Clippers offer Uncle Dennis, his Kawhi's agent? Wow. Because uh, I saw this, I didn't see you the whole story. See, you see that partial one? ownership, yes. private plane, yes. a house, mm-hmm. and guaranteed amount of endorsement money. Oh, yes, right. I forgot about the endorsements. Correct. Yes. <laughs> and Jeannie Bus was like, "No." It sounded like the uncle that. from He Got Game <laughs> <laughs> asking for stuff. <laughs> I mean, you got it. Do you ask and then hope that you settle on one of those things? Or do you know? I, it, it may have been just a ploy to like we're gonna ask for all this stuff, and if they give it to us, we should sign here. If not, I, we didn't really want to go here. Anyway. here really. <laughs> I, I never thought that he would go to the Lakers to play 
with, with LeBron, LeBron or for LeBron, depending on your perspective. For LeBron. <laughs> LeBron is good. But I, I I just never saw that coming. But I knew Kawhi wanted to go home, so the Clippers were definitely a possibility. He was just trying to get someone to come with him because he, he called Jimmy Butler, he right. called Kevin Durant, and they had already decided what they yeah. wanted to do. So PG was the next person. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think it's one of those where you go into an interview and you know you really don't want a job, so you just, you know, relax and be like, yeah, I want a company car, <laughs> I want a card <laughs> to use whatever I want it, and just see what they say because you really don't care if you get the job or not. And then he went to the Clippers and they probably gave him, they worked out some deal, I'm sure. Whether it's partial endorsements or something. They probably just gave him a suite in in Staples for the home games and that was it. Hey, why not? Would it would it not be worth that though? Yeah, like lots of lots of players have like, you know, for their family or whatever to be in the suite for every home game. Not a big deal. Okay. Um, let's go to the Hawks for a second. Uh they're at the bottom of the totem pole in the East, and they're tied for the worst record in all of basketball in the NBA at 6-24. However, tonight, John Collins comes back against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Will this be a big difference maker? They need a win, man, just, just to boost some confidence. Yeah, um, and especially to, you know, you want to put a string of at least good games together, and, and well, well, some wins, definitely. Some wins. Uh, just to... Keep Trey Young from going crazy. With he just dropped what forty-seven other night. They still lost night. in a flu game. They're saying he had the flu. Uh, right now they're playing the Cavs. Uh, third quarter they're down six, but Trey and John both have twenty. See, that takes some of the pressure off of Trey, feeling like he has to score. Um, what was he averaging at one point? One stretch about five or six game. He was averaging thirty-seven points a game. I want to say 37, 38 points. That, that's a lot of pressure going into a game knowing that you you have to score close to 40 points to give your team a chance to win so you don't get blown out. So having somebody back that you've been used to playing with who can open the floor up too. And the key thing is that Collins is more likely to be consistent because if Trey, if Trey has 40-something, then that second guy – it's not always the same second guy. It might be Jabari one game. Mm-hmm. It might be Hunter. It might be and against Brooklyn. It was Alex Lynn Alex had Lynn. 23 points. But that consistent high. second guy hasn't been there. And we've said this before. The team is really young. Yeah. Like Trey's just turned 21, I right. think. So, um, and then playing Hunter, who's like 21. 22. Uh, Reddish is 19, 20. Uh, even, Peter, even, Peter is, uh, what, 21? Yeah, he's like 21, 22, 22. something like that. Um, and even Collins is like 23, 24. So. so, yeah, the ben, team is really ben young. is like the old man on the team at outside of Vince. Outside of Vince. Outside yeah. of Vince. <laughs> Bimber is like the old man at, on the team at like 28, 29. Um, I want to say. Bembry is 25. 25. He's that Parsons young. Okay. But Turner? Parsons and Turner? Turner, Parsons hadn't played a game yet. And Turner no. has been a huge disappointment this year. Sure. I think his huge. role his role's not clear. 
and they and they signed these contracts so they can get them off the books. Parsons and Turner, uh, and Alan Crab, those contracts are coming off the books. But I don't know what free agent there is to get. But it's a couple. Well, we had talked about Drummond. If there's a possibility to get a solid big man to move Collins to his natural position of how someone's forward. also talking about trading for Stephen Adams. That's a great trade. I wouldn't mind that. I really wouldn't mind Great enforcer to have in that thing. You don't want a center who's going to come in who needs to have the ball to score. You need one who is going to rebound, do the dirty work, and be physical. The Hawks don't have a physical presence on the team. Um, Bruno could be that person, but, again, he's young, too. Yeah. And he needs to develop. Didn't but, Coach Pierce say he just learned how to walk and chew gum? Yeah. At the same time. <laughs> <laughs> right. So they need a physical, demanding presence. So I would not mind Adams. And it wouldn't cost a lot either to have him to come in. Because you're showing Adams, hey, we value your skill set. I.e. what Malcolm Brogdon mentioned about uh, when the Pacers played the Milwaukee Bucks and beat them. He said, you know, the Pacers showed that they wanted me. I would still be in Milwaukee if they showed that they wanted me. So just that simple gesture of saying, hey, Adams, your skill set and what you do, we know it's going to fit and work here. We want you to be here. That might be all it needs. And, and to have that, have that physical, that the, the, the physical presence and that defensive anchor. Yes. Um, I know that's something, I think that's something that Coach Pierce is looking for. Um because seeing seeing them, and we both been to yeah. games, there doesn't seem to be a lot of communication on defense, if any. If any. <laughs> um, and there has to be someone to protect Trey, as far as you know, someone backing him up. Yeah, someone backing him up. And I'm surprised a lot of players on the opposite end haven't done that a lot more. Is take him into the post and just abuse him down in the post. Uh, we talked about earlier Ben Simmons, 6'10 against six foot, like psh, every play. If, if B should be at the three point line the entire night, like don't bring your big man around. Let me dominate him in the paint. That's it. That's a no brainer. There aren't a lot of. I think. I think because of the the rules and the way the game is played today, there aren't a lot of guards who post up. That's true. The last one may have been Dwayne Wade. Of guards who of guards who have some kind, who move, have a post move, move at a least legit a post, post move. move, yeah, which is sad. But, and I, well, to that point though, everything has gone to being a, a outside of three point shooting because we don't even see big man post up anymore. Well, the big man is not the focal point of the offense that much anymore. I mean, we're talking about uh, Embiid, and that's about it. Well, Joker. Well, the Joker. He plays. Well, Jokic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he plays high post. Yeah. But he's kind of the the, the offense runs through him. Right. But he doesn't. He's not the. He'll. He's a playmaker as a big yeah. man, rather than someone who's going to who's looking to score when they get the focal point. Who? Cat. He runs that offense. Yeah, but he still plays more on the perimeter. True. He yeah. Does inside. He's more on the perimeter. The only guys that play. In the paint are all defensive guys, like Adams, like Gobert, like um, Jordan. Whiteside, Hassan Whiteside. All those guys 
Andre Drummond, all of them play in the paint, but they're not looking to score, and the offense really doesn't run through them. They just have to get their points off of missed shots or an occasional inside-outside if they have a mismatch. That's it. Because going to those days, everything is three-point shooting now. But I would like to see a physical, and like you said, Coach Chris is always preaching about them being physical, getting up into people. And Hunter does that coming out of Virginia. But when you're the only person doing it, it's a lot harder because you don't have anyone else to to help you or to keep you motivated in playing defense. If you're the only one playing defense, we you know, we played pickup ball before. You're the only one playing defense two, three times down the court, you're going to stop playing defense. Because you're like, I'm not going to be the only one sitting here hustling and everybody else just looking to shoot. And that's what's happening. Now, do you think there's somewhat of a chemistry problem with the Hawks? Um, not kind of, mm. but maybe it, it may, maybe off the court more than mm-hmm. on the court. But I think the just the the youth and and not playing together as much because there have been a lot of injuries. McCollins was suspended. Yeah. Herder's been out. Even Trey um, was out for a while. And, and Trey missed a couple games. Uh, Cam missed a few games. Yeah, and there, there, and there, and just there, there's been that inconsistency as far as just performance. Um, Reddish could have a game. He had a game where he had 25 points. Mm-hmm. The next game he had like, I'm gonna pull it up after he had those 25 points. Six. Uh, the next game he had. Um, have it wasn't that many i think he went from 25 to six it wasn't double figures five close yeah five points five. <laughs> yeah, five points the next game um there's just been a lot of inconsistency outside of trey i think that's that's what's hurt probably the uh along with um defensively they're not communicating so they're giving up easy baskets when at moments where they need stops. Gotcha. Uh, looking at college basketball, AP Top 25 came out today. There's a new number one, Gonzaga. So this is now another week. Every week there's been somebody new. Uh, Duke, Kansas, Louisville, Ohio State, all of them have been number one. Of course, Kansas was the last one that was number one. They lost. So now Gonzaga's number one. I think Gonzaga, based off a of schedule, will probably stay there for a little while, even though they're in conference <laughs> play. It's only like what two teams that ever gives them a, a decent game with St. Mary's, Mary's. <laughs> <laughs> and it's another one um, yeah but usually it's only two teams that ever give them a game is, is Loyola Marymount good this year nah they're decent but they're not good or so, Pacific no not Pacific this year uh, Pepperdine <laughs> Those no. always keep going. Angry. Keep going. Uh, San Diego. No, if it was San Diego um, State, maybe. Santa Clara. Santa Clara de- has a decent team every so often. Uh, BYU is BYU in the West Coast Conference now for basketball. For basketball, maybe. Like I said, San Diego State is the only one because they're twelve and zero. They're only one of two undefeated teams, along with Auburn, who's also I want to say twelve and zero. No, eleven and zero. 
So yeah, that's it. It's been I. BYU, I don't know. Maybe. I, what would you credit the the? I mean, if you're number one and you lose, then you know you can't stay number one. I, I, that's the only thing is the is the rule. But it's like it's like no one wants to be number one, or are the players just feeling themselves after they're number one? And it's happened this many weeks in a row. I think that they're feeling themselves. They see that number one up there, and you know they feel like, oh, we've arrived. We're the number one team. We got this. And then you want to take down a number one team. That that that's one of the stats. How many number one teams have you taken down? That'll also be part of who gets into the big dance. Let's say you're a 19 and 11 team and on the bubble. You got a top, you got a win against a number one team or a top 10 team. That bodes well for you getting in. So, heavy is the heavy is the head that wears the crown. But it's <laughs> interestingly enough, like I like San Diego State. I don't know if uh, however many wins they get, I don't know how close they'll get to be a number one. Like they're number fifteen now, right? Um, and may- maybe it's the schedule, and the schedule becomes so important. Um, it does Strength later the in the season. Uh, but they're but look, it, I mean, going undefeated in college basketball is really difficult. That's why it hasn't happened in forty years, forty-five years. Right. What did that Kentucky team go that one year with Cat and? They oh, lost they in the lost final, final four. four. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard. <laughs> Extremely hard. Even, um, what was it, Wichita State was With, the closest. Yeah. And they lost in the, they lost in the second, second round. round to a Kentucky team. But, yeah, they did them wrong. They had them in the bracket of death. They had a Kentucky they, team. Yeah, if they, didn't be, if they beat Kentucky, team. they would have lost the next game. Yeah. They, <laughs> they, it's like, how do you have, like, four Blue Bloods on the same side as this team that went undefeated? Give them a little bit more credit than that. Yeah, that was unfair for them. Now I'm surprised Auburn is as far as they are at eight, being eleven and zero, and having went to the championship game last year, and being in a Power Five conference. I thought that you know undefeated they would be a little higher than that because it all works itself out. They will eventually. I don't. They won't go undefeated either. But you know, at least you're undefeated now. Let you at least be number two or something like that. And then eventually you'll fall off. <laughs> at some point, right? <laughs> uh, we're going to take a break. We come back. Then we'll get to college football. This is DNA Sports Talk. It's 1100 AM. Be right back. This is DNA Sports Talk. This is Don, the D and DNA. Make sure you check us out each and every Monday, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time through TuneIn Radio, iRadio Now, and iHeartRadio. And make sure you check out DNASportsTalk.com. If you're more than just a Hawks, Falcons, or Braves fan, get the latest and greatest sports news on MLB, PGA, NASCAR, WNBA, NBA, NCAA, and NFL news and highlights. Are you tired of eating the same thing every week? Then wake up your taste buds and go to the best Nolan-style food in Atlanta. Copeland's of New Orleans in Atlanta has the best Cajun-style food, specializing in seafood. The Jazz Brunch on Sunday from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. is the best of both worlds. If you're a sports fan, they have several TVs and a great bar to watch your favorite team. Just be careful if the Saints are playing. Tell them DNA Sports Talk sent you. That's Copeland's of New Orleans in Atlanta. 
3101 Carl Parkway, Atlanta, Georgia, 30309. Enjoy food and life. Hey, I'm Murfinetti. You can say Murfinetti Collection is the newest, comfortable, luxurious, and trendy exclusive fashion line that fits its diverse clientele. From the music industry, to the sports world, to the judicial system, to the political world, <laughs> to the average everyday professional, Murfinetti Collection is the new way of life. www.murfinettifashions.mybigcommerce.com Once again, you can shop Murfinetti Collections at MurfinettiFashions.MyBigCommerce.com Jackie Robinson. When you hear that name, you automatically think of strength and courage. You think of someone who broke down barriers. It's time to add another name to those qualities. Cicero Murphy. Haroline from New York, he is the only black American world title winner and Hall of Fame inductee into the Professional Billets Hall of Fame. Did he endure the same treatment as Robinson? What motivated him to get to the top of a Caucasian-dominated sport and stay there? Pick up a copy of the book, Big City Nights, the biography of the legendary Cicero Murphy. It is beautifully written by his grandson, Tyreek Murphy, recounting what made his grandfather a historic man. You can go to Amazon and get a copy of the book for your Kindle, or in paperback form. Make sure you go and read about the billiards Jackie Robinson, Big City Nights, the biography of Cicero Murphy. And now back to DNA Sports Talk with Don Stinson and Asa Brown on WWE 1100 AM. Hello and welcome back to DNA Sports Talk, where we bring the facts about sports. And if you don't agree, say so. Once again, call in 404-603-8770. Once again, 404-603-8770. Also live on Periscope. Uh, before we go into college football, uh, we forgot to mention um, Memphis big man, James Weissman. Said he's just going, you know what, skip this whole college thing. I ain't going to even pretend like Ben Simmons and... Go take um, pottery and another dumb class, and I'm going to the NBA. The it's I, he. I'm not blaming Penny. Uh, I'm not. I, it's just the NCA with these these rules are outdated. They are. I mean, just because Penny went to the school and he made a donation when James Wiseman was in kindergarten or something. Well, <laughs> and then he helped he helped him move to I mean that that's something on the high school level that maybe that might be investigated I really don't see that as a big deal by helping his family, family move, move. Uh, they but they, but they because he but because he made that donation so long ago he's acting as a booster I want to know what what makes the guy a booster what makes someone a booster because we say you want that's it. That's as simple as that. Because I'm sure it's happened in other so in other I, cases. I guess because I donate back to Columbus State University, I'm a booster. Guess so. Okay, so if you help somebody move, <laughs> right? Well, so you know, I you, send don't, you know what? Men in a truck. <laughs> you don't even have to help them move. All you have to do is 
give you know the their starting point guard a candy bar, and that's it. And that's it. What is it? It's more suspended than, five games. What is it more than twenty dollars <laughs> or something like that? It's something real small. That high? Yeah, so if I were to yeah, buy the guy's lunch. Yeah. I'm a booster that's paying for his meal. They've got to do something about that. They it's it's ridiculous. Because it's Memphis and they play in the um the American conference. Like no, we can't. We can't have Memphis doing this. It's, and every time Memphis has had some little bit of success, you know who that something is. happens. You know that's Calipari, right? Over in Kentucky, snitching. It was you happening before he was at Memphis. That, and that final, was Tubby Smith then. It, it was probably Tubby this time. It was Tubby this time. It was definitely him this time. <laughs> but they. You always got to look at your rivals first. <laughs> but when they made the Final Four in '85, that's been vacated. Yeah. When they when the Derrick Rose team they made the championship game, that's been vacated. Yep. Uh, there was another. I think when they made it was a tournament in the seventies. They made the final four. That's been vacated. <laughs> but every time Memphis gets something, something going, and so they it, it it was just nipped in the bud this time before they got to the final four. I don't know if they would have made it, but they would have at least been entertaining to watch. Say it. Anytime they get something going, something happens. Probably like the movie Uncut Gems with um, Adam Sandler and um, Kevin Garnett. Yeah. You have to check that one out. Speaking of Garnett, real quick, he said that they broke LeBron. I think they Hey, let let KG have his moment, man. They did break him in 2010. I don't think this Boston teams remember how good they actually were. They think they were just like dominating everybody. They only went to the championship twice. They won one. Won one. And if Ray Allen would have played um, a hairline fracture better, they would probably have two rings. I think it, that. <laughs> okay, did. they didn't. They didn't break LeBron. They broke LeBron. They didn't, they didn't break him. <laughs> Their teams were better than his. They were. They were better. So he left because you know what? I need. I need better players around me. Well, when he's dragging Mo Williams and 137-year-old <laughs> Shaq and and Ben Wallace around, uh, the old Ben Wallace, he was 100 years old at the time. <laughs> Why y'all got to do Ben like that, man? He was old at the time. Okay. Uh, for Knicks fans, congratulations on bringing David Blatt back to the NBA as a basketball <laughs> consultant, not a head coach. What's wrong with the Knicks? Sad. He said he's well. Yeah, he said he's not going to coach. I feel like they want him to coach, even though he's he's retired from coaching for health. It's one of those things. It's like you know, you want some dessert? No, I'm not good. Well, I'm just gonna sit it right here in front of you, (laughs) and hopefully that he'll bite on it. I mean, that's basically what they're doing. If he's gonna be consulted, or if he's gonna have input on the next head coach, it's gonna be someone we've never heard of. He's probably coached in in Greece, like Blatt has. Right. <laughs> Just coached somewhere, somewhere around random. the world, and it's going to be some resistance. I think the everyone else wants to make some another splash higher, but every splash higher has been awful. Yeah. Well, you got to change upper management first. Man, they got to get out of Dolan. He's got to go. He's, yeah. Well, they got to make Dolan want. sell the team. Right. 
You got you got to get happen. some Donald Sterling tapes on James. Nobody is the only. It's New York. Nobody got anything on this guy. Come on. Somebody. He's just he's just awkward. Yeah, that he is. He he'll he'll put he'll have his band open for some other band at at Madison Square Garden. <laughs> he'll go play with his band the night of the draft, and he'll kick you know Knicks legends out of the arena during games if they if they say something bad about him. Uh, speaking of people kicked out of the arena, so the other night Isaiah Thomas, the younger Isaiah Thomas, uh, got a fan banned for twelve games. Uh, Isaiah walked up into the stands because a guy was screaming abusive speech at him at the free throw line. So Isaiah talked to him. Isaiah Thomas walked up to him calmly and told him, hey man, chill out, you know, I'm a man first. Don't do that. And the guy was like, I wanted a frosty. <laughs> so if an opposing team misses two free throws, everybody gets a frosty. Here in Atlanta, you get a free Chick-fil-A sandwich if an opposing team misses two foul shots. You okay with Isaiah Thomas walking up into the stands? Um, I mean, you... The way he did it, I'm okay with. Um, and just because you want a free frost, I mean, you don't have to do all that. I mean, at the Hawks games, they just like, you know, scream, you scream or, or boo. They got the thunder sticks. They don't have to <laughs> scream expletives within earshot. Not to say that some Hawks fans and probably don't. How much don't, are frosties, man? 99 cent. <laughs> I was so the Chick Fil A sandwich is a little more. That's what at two ninety five, three something. That dude has some good seats. You don't have a dollar <laughs> for a frosty. Maybe they were a gift, a present, the good seats. So you know, you still don't have a dollar. Times are hard. It's, you know, it's hard out here in these streets, man. You just can't let a dollar go by. That's a frosty, and the frosty machines stay working. I eat McDonald's, don't. So, hey, late at night, you can always get a Frosty, man. I ain't mad. I, I don't think that, I, that I, the Frosty should have been that important. I, I'm okay with Isaiah getting two, two game suspension for going to the stage. You can't – you got to set the precedent. Hey, you can't walk up into a fan's face and go up into the stands. If they're sitting courtside and you're right there, that's different. But he walked – now, if you look at the actual footage of it, it was maybe you have your first three or four first three rows that are courtside, and then you have to stand. So he probably went up about two steps. But what if that um, uh, fan had reacted differently, said, "Hey, you stepped to me," and then swung on him? True. Then would have been in the wrong. Would have been on it for going there. Granted, he went there peacefully, which of course calmed the situation down. But I think it was fair. Two games. Yeah, uh, just. You know, if he and the fan deserved to be suspended too, for you know he, for a player to hear it, and to react that way, you went above and beyond. It's more than just like you say, "Hey, you suck," you know, and then you're done with it. But to keep going, yeah, fans think they can. This isn't a free speech thing where like you can't just say anything you want. But you can't just say anything you want to a player, right? Um, and and think that one they can't hear it, or two that they might not actually react. I mean, I've always been an advocate of the rule that Charles Barkley suggested, which is every game, uh, anytime a fan says something out of pocket, they have to come down to half court and say it to that player's face. <laughs> That'll cut all of that out. <laughs> but the other thing too is, it could have gotten sued. You know, 
true. Well, yeah, I don't. He didn't. He didn't plan on doing anything physical. I know. Yeah, but when you confront somebody, anything can pop off at that point. The fans like, yeah, I said it now. You know. Then what do you do? Is it just gonna walk away at that point? You don't know how you're reacting the situation when you put into it like that. If you were man enough to walk over there, then you probably man enough to handle some other consequences. They say something incorrect to you, i.e., what Charles Barkley said. Then by that point, it's no holds barred. Then I got a right to slap you at that point. But then I'm getting sued because I put hands on you, even though you verbally abused me. You don't win. No, I mean it, it, it's, it's hard for the player win. to win in the that situation. The player can't win in that situation. Yeah. The best thing you can do is ignore it, and I know that's hard, and it's not always right. But when you sign up to play professional sports, that's what you're signing up for, unfortunately. And it, it's it not was, right, but it is what it is. It was in Philly too. And they, Philly's are some of the worst famous. Man, there because you, you've seen you've seen the video of uh, Westbrook. I think it might have been like two years ago. Uh, oh, he did, did the middle finger. Yeah, the, yeah. the yeah. fan did two middle fingers, and for like no reason, and Westbrook's like he didn't know what to do. He's like, right. "Hey, man, what's with this guy right here?" <laughs> I mean, maybe he wanted a frosty, but he had second he row seats. Frosty, he man. had to have had a dollar. Man, a frosty man. <laughs> he had to have had a dollar. Oh, um, also in basketball, the 2020 Naismith. Basketball Hall of Fame nominees out. Kobe Bryant obviously would get in. Tim Duncan obviously would get in. KG obviously would get in. Chris Bosh, he gets in. Yes. Yeah. It's Chris. Weber I know. I know some right? people who don't agree. I, that's what some people don't agree. I'm career nineteen and nine, yes. eleven time All Star. Yes. Eleven consecutive Second. years. And he Two was championships. doing this before he got to Miami. I think that's what people forget about. They only see the Miami career, not what he was doing in Toronto. Getting them to the playoffs with nobody around and having good seasons, double-doubles, average. So, yes, he gets in. Um, uh, assistance, assistance, Spurs assistant coach Becky Hammond is on there. Swin Cash and Tamika Catchins also. They all get in. They all Chris Webber. He's, he's, on, he's on the ballot. But those are first year ballot, first year uh, nominees. Yeah, he's still on the ballot. He's not. And here. Tony Kukoc <laughs> is one of the international nominees. So, yeah. I think I think he will get in because he was one of those first, like after Divac and Petrovic, he's like that next international guy that came in, and there was a lot of hype surrounding him, and they he delivered in a way. Yeah, Chris Webber's on the ballot again. Tim Hardaway. Rip Hamilton, Chauncey Billis, Mark Jackson, Ben Wallace, Marcus Canby, all of them are back as well. Chris and Tim been waiting some years. Uh, yeah, they've been waiting a long time. Yeah, he has. I think Tim Hardaway might get in. You think he's forgiven? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. That's just, uh, kind of hard to decide. True. Uh, Sean Marion and Micah Finley are on the ballot this time. I don't see either one of them. Maybe Sean Marion. Maybe. Not first ballot. No. Oh. How? <laughs> what did he do in college? Because, again, this is not NBA. True. This it's is basketball. basketball, so it takes into account um, Olympic play, overseas play, True. doing all that, as well as your college and um, NBA career. I want to pull up Sean Marion's Anybody accomplishments. It's less stringent to get in as opposed to MLB. I'll Definitely. Agree. 
I think the hardest would probably be MLB, then pro, then uh, basketball. Fair enough. Um, well, we, well, Marion only played one year at UNLV after two years at a junior college. So that's out. <laughs> um, well, you're still a top 10 pick. Now, again, that's out. Really? Uh, all rookie second team. Uh, one first team, so no. <laughs> Two time All NBA third team. No third team. Nope, he didn't even make it once on the. First That's team. an All NBA performer. You talking about the fifteen best players out of oh. out of five hundred? <laughs> uh, four time All Star. Mm, okay. The championship. Yeah. Career averages average uh, fifteen six. and nine. Yeah, nah, he's not getting in. Ever? Are you just saying? No, he's not getting in. Ah, you true. I mean, like, like. Do you think Never. Ben Wallace gets in? He won Defensive Player of the Year four times. Then yes. There's a better chance of Ben Wallace. Anytime you are considered the best defensive player ever for more than one year, yes. Because that's been the knock on LeBron, is that he's never won Defensive Player of the Year, where Jordan has. That's been a, you know, one of the deciding factors as GOAT. So for Ben to win it four times, yes. Do you? What do you think? That's like Rodman. You Does know, Tim Hardaway especially. get in? No, wait, actually, another guy on that Pistons team, Phillips. Chauncey Phillips? Soon. Mm, I don't think so. Why, because that first beginning of his career? Yeah. Yeah, until he, he got strong. to Detroit, yeah. he was considered a bust. Yeah, he was. But he finished so strong. He did, but you got to take in the complete body of work. But then you still, like you said, basketball. It's just not NBA. Right, but he didn't do anything in uh, college, though. Oh. I mean, he was a, I mean, he was a big-time scorer. Yeah, but. But Colorado wasn't good. all that. Right. You don't see him. Didn't he win finals? I, I personally like him as a player. Didn't don't get me wrong, MVP? but no. Huh? You win finals. You win any type of MVP. I think you're just in there. Well, if you were the regular season MVP, yes. Every it, it helps, every regular know? season MVP has yeah. is in the Hall of Fame. Right. Not, Not every finals, finals MVP. MVP. No. See, I don't see. Do y'all see? Well, I was gonna say Iggy, but it's so early to tell. No, even Man. Iggy doesn't think he's getting in the Hall of Fame. My thing is, it shouldn't be a question. Mm-hmm. If you have to have a debate on that, eh, then you don't deserve to be in. Mm-hmm. If it's if you say a person's name and be like, yes, or I thought they were already in, mm-hmm. then that's a deciding factor. That's how I look at it. That's a good way to look at it. It shouldn't so, have to be a, well, he did this, so but mean, this, though. but this. If I got to continue making a case for you, then you don't deserve to be in. I should be able to be like this, 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 and this. As it should be, but it's so lenient. Yeah. We'll, we'll see who finally gets in. College football, before we get out of here, has kicked off the Bahamas Bowl. Uh, Buffalo won 31-9 over Charlotte. You had the Frisco Bowl, 51-41, Kent State over Utah State. Uh, right here in Atlanta, we had the Celebration Bowl. North Carolina A&T, Aggie Pride, stomped on Alcorn State, 64-44. Great game. Actually, the first quarter was 3-0, Alcorn State. <laughs> <laughs> Again, the final score was 64-44. This is not basketball. This was football. At the end of 15 minutes, it was 3-0. And then both teams just went rampant, um, trading back and forth until um, the third quarter where A&T scored Four touchdowns to Alcorn State, three. But even still, it was it, – the game had everything. Um, kickoff return for 100, failed two-point conversion that basically sealed the game. Um, 
Mr. Carter, a.k.a. Thanos, is what we're calling um, North Carolina A&T's quarterback. He had um, five of his rings that he had won, starting with high school, different um, MEAC championships, and he'll have two more to add to it. Uh, threw for six touchdowns, that took game, zero interceptions, <laughs> which was quite impressive. And for um, North Carolina A&T, the Celebration Bowl normally is, normally would have been the week before. They were always the first bowl game to start the season, but because the SWAC championship would have only given them six days to get ready, they pushed it back a week to make it fair, to give them an extra week to prepare and get healthy, which is why it was this past weekend. And out of the five years that it's been played, North Carolina A&T has won four. And this is the biggest blowout. Most of the games have been less than one possession. Uh, last year, Alcorn lost the game. It was 24-22. They scored a touchdown that seemed to be a touchdown, but it was overturned because his foot was like a half an inch on the line. So it seemed like Alcorn State was coming back for revenge, which it started off that way, but then uh, North Carolina AAT took over. So now they have won four. All four appearances they've had, they've uh, won the championship. The only other year that they didn't make it Gremlin beat North Carolina Central. So it's become the, the North Carolina A&T Bowl, basically, which helps for recruiting. Because <laughs> if you're constantly the schools best, need to step it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're constantly winning your MEAC championship, and then the SWAC is on the other side as a totally separate um, conference, it is basically whoever is the best HBCU team in Division One. So both teams meet for the Celebration Bowl. So they can say, hey, we are the best, period. Um, New Mexico Bowl, 48-11 to 11, San Diego State over Central Michigan. The Cure Bowl down in Orlando. Congratulations to Liberty, 23-16 to 16 over local Georgia Southern in that particular game. Boca Raton Bowl, uh, Florida Atlantic, 52, SMU, 28. The Camellia Bowl, Arkansas State, 34. FIU, 26. That was over in Montgomery. Las Vegas Bowl, Washington, 38. They beat number 19, Boise State, who is number 7. The New Orleans Bowl, number 20, App State, completes a great season for them. They won 31-17 to over UAB. The Gasparilla Bowl, Central Florida, 48, Marshall, 25. That was today down in Tampa. And then uh, tomorrow starts the Hawaii Bowl. BYU versus Hawaii, who you like? I don't know anybody on either team. I'm going Hawaii because it's at home. Yeah. Home field advantage. <laughs> Even though I think it looks like they're the road team. <laughs> yeah. uh, Independence Bowl. Uh, Louisiana Tech versus Miami in Shreveport, Louisiana. I'm going to say Miami. <laughs> Just by name? Yeah. Even though Louisiana Tech is at home? Yeah. Yeah. They ain't got to travel right. They can sit in their own bed. <laughs> uh, quick lane bowl Eastern Michigan versus Pittsburgh in Detroit I guess that yep. kind of favors Eastern Michigan I guess it should, should. <laughs> uh, North Carolina versus Temple is in Maryland on the 27th I thought that would North favor Carolina. Temple really yeah that, and that's a lot of times how you have to look at these bowl games because a lot of players will be sitting out yeah. Prepping for the draft. For the draft. And then some will be trying to showcase their talent for the draft. Yeah, get invi- or get invited to the Senior Bowl or something like that. Exactly. Um, Penn State, Penn Strike Bowl. Michigan State versus Wake Forest in New York. Go Michigan State on that one. 
Um, Texas Bowl, number 25, Oklahoma State versus Texas A&M in Texas. It's kind of a Yeah, isn't site. like College Station close to Houston? Yeah. That's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if um, Jimbo Fisher can get a win in a bowl game. Um, looking at the game that will be here in Atlanta, LSU versus Oklahoma in the Peach Bowl. LSU may not have their running back. But LSU, uh, LSU may not have that running back. That's 4 o'clock Eastern time. But Oklahoma has suspended their star defensive end, their backup running back, and one other player on defense. So now Jerry Burrow have six seconds instead of four seconds to throw the ball. <laughs> LSU. Yeah, they're favored by 14, LSU. It is. went up. It went up after the suspensions. Yeah. And supposedly it was for weed. They supposedly suspended six games, so not only this game, but it could be five for next season. Man, guys, to be more careful. Other big game is the Fiesta Bowl, Ohio State, number two versus number three, Clemson, out in Arizona. That'll be at 8 o'clock on the 28th. Who you like? I like Clemson. I do too. Um, even though Ohio State looks like the more complete team, Clemson's been here before. They're ready for this moment. They're the defending champs. It's hard to count them out. That's what I think. I think Dabo is playing off of the disrespect card. You started preseason number one, and because of your tie with North Carolina, I mean, you beat North Carolina, excuse me, by one, everybody's like, oh, what's wrong with Clemson? They lost so much on defense, and, you know, you forgot Trevor Lawrence was supposed to win the Heisman. He wasn't talked about after week three. Um, you still got Eton at the running back. You still got Ross at wide receiver. Like, they still have their playmakers there and a decent offensive line. So, yes, I like I like Clemson to, to roll with the whole disrespect. Nobody's paying us any attention. I actually like Clemson to win it all, to be honest. Whoa. You trust them more well, you? I do. Oh. I, I do because yeah. of that. I think, and I think the de- the Clemson has a better defense than LSU. I'm, than LSU. Yeah. Well, obviously, but <laughs> I think like the defense is going to win in that game. Yeah, that's what I see. Uh, make sure you follow DNA Sports Talk on Twitter, uh, DNA Sports Talk on Instagram, DNA Sports Talk on Chat Chat, Snapchat, DNA Sports, DNA Sports Talk on Facebook. Reach us directly is DNA Sports Talk at gmail.com and our website is DNA Sports Talk.com. We'll see you back here next Monday, right here at 1100 a.m. Appreciate Tyler sitting in. Thank Appreciate you, sir. Thank you for having me. Hey, Ace, get better, man. We'll see y'all next week. Peace. Welcome to DNA Sports Talk. This is Don the D and DNA. This is Ace of the A and DNA. Where we come to you live each and every Monday, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. On WWE AM 1100, iRadio Now, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio. Where we bring the facts about sports. If you don't agree, say so.